Hello and welcome back to the Innovation Room podcast to our segment Blog on Tape. I'm one of your hosts, Tori Homan, and I am so glad that you could join me today. In this series of the Innovation Room, we're discussing industry trends, best practices, and pretty much anything that we think is relevant to you, our listeners. And even though we are a sign company and that is our area of expertise, you can find resources on many different business topics and trends on our website through our blog, downloadables, and of course through our podcasts, which can be found on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, one topic we've seen discussed in industry circles as of late is what it means for leaders in the workplace to be coaches and mentors. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Hopefully, most of us can point to someone in our lives who had a significant impact on us. I can think of several influential teachers and coaches that I've had. Perhaps they were, for you, a coach, manager, family friend, a relative, or a teacher. That person was likely a mentor to you in some way. In the workplace, many C-suiters, upper management, and supervisors have to lead a team to reach organizational and departmental goals for the overall benefit of the business. But nowadays, instead of traditional management styles, we're seeing a lot of workplace leaders opting for more of a coaching or mentoring style of leadership. And while these terms coaching and mentoring are often used interchangeably, we actually think that they're two different ideas. So we're going to cover the differences between coaching and mentoring and exactly how leaders can use these methods to help employees grow. So let's dive right in, right? What exactly is the difference between coaching and mentoring? Well, the terms coaching and mentoring are often used synonymously, like we mentioned before, but when you get right down to it, they're really quite different. And we think that this distinction is helpful because the terms each on their own capture a unique aspect of leadership. So essentially mentoring encapsulates a highly relational approach to leadership. It usually looks more casual than its counterpart because unlike coaching, mentors don't focus on improving particular skills. Instead, they tend to emphasize a person's overall development. Coaching, on the other hand, is often based more on performance. And that's not to say that there isn't a relational dynamic, but coaching usually has the specific goal of developing a person's skills or behaviors in a particular area. It certainly would be possible to have someone as both a coach and a mentor, and it's also highly possible that you've had someone act in both of those roles in your own life. The lines tend to blur, and that's definitely not a bad thing. But again, we do find that the delineation of these two ideas is a helpful method to explore how they operate in the workplace. So let's take a moment to talk about leaders as mentors. Did you know that in 71% of Fortune 500 companies, they have mentoring programs? Basically what I'm saying is that successful companies understand the importance of mentoring. Plus, 97% of the mentees in those programs in Fortune 500 companies say that those mentorships they're a part of are really valuable to them. Because mentorships are relational, they're usually based on sharing experiences. Now, often the mentor is the one sharing their experiences and wisdom with the mentee. The mentor acts as sort of a guiding hand and confidant for the mentee. Plus, the mentors will walk with their mentees exactly where they are in life and work. And that's what really sets the mentorship relationship apart from a coaching relationship. Having a mentor can be hugely beneficial to pretty much everyone. But I think it's especially true for young professionals who, of course, want to advance in their careers. 
There was a study that showed that over a five-year period, 25% of workers who enrolled in a mentorship program were likely to get a salary increase, whereas only 5% of those who didn't enroll were likely to get a salary increase. Plus, mentees are promoted five times more often than people without mentors. Workers are also more likely to be connected to their jobs when they have a mentor. A study performed by Gallup found that 44% of workers who had regular meetings with their manager said that they felt more engaged in their work compared to only 20% who didn't have regular meetings with their manager. The other thing I think it's important to keep in mind is that a mentor doesn't always have to be a manager or a higher up. Sometimes they could be a fellow coworker or maybe another industry professional. And because mentoring can be so organic, I find that it's helpful to keep an open mind when discerning what a mentoring relationship might look like for you in the workplace. But overall, I do think it's safe to say that mentorship is key to having a well-rounded and engaging workplace experience. Now that we've covered leaders as mentors, let's talk about leaders as coaches. In the workplace, we are seeing this growing shift to looking at leadership more through the coaching lens. And this definitely reflects and complements the team sort of mentality and language that a lot of organizations have adopted. If I asked for a show of hands right now, probably most of you could say that in the workplace, your department is referred to as a team. And like we just discussed, mentorship is based more on the mentor sharing their experiences, this give and take between mentor and mentee, but coaches focus more on improving the skills and behaviors of the person they're coaching. So we could call this action-based. Let's use the example of a football team. Now, I am by no means a football geek, but I do think that this will be a helpful illustration. On the football team, coaches are responsible for helping players to develop specific skills. For a more specific example, let's take a look at the offensive line coach. They would work with players on skills like footwork, how to use your hands, reading the field, or of course how to execute specific plays. Unlike the mentor, the offensive line coach's job is to ensure that the offensive line has the necessary skills to help their team score and of course ultimately win. Due to this action-based approach, coaching frequently aligns with the hierarchical structure that we find in a lot of organizations. And just like coaches, these higher level managers and supervisors are responsible for developing the skills, those specific skills of those under them to reach the team's goals. Manager coaches will help workers grow their individual skills and then they'll fit those individual skills together into sort of a nice big pretty puzzle which all works to the benefit of the team and of course then the organization. The other really important aspect of coaching that I think we should talk about is that coaches must also be visionary. Great coaches, whether they are in the office or on the football field, have to look for potential in their team members and then cultivate that potential. Can you imagine if, let's say, a great football coach like Bill Belichick wasn't a visionary? Where would the Patriots be without his ability to put together all the pieces of a game with his skilled players who, of course, did work well together? There's no doubt in my mind, even though I'm not a huge football person, there's no doubt in my mind that Tom Brady is an incredible quarterback. But it is likely that he couldn't have won six of his seven Super Bowl rings with the Patriots without the leadership of Belichick. Aside from our football analogy, coaching is also a great method to help young professionals who are just starting out in their careers. 
These young professionals are often really excited and they have a lot of passion for their work, but they do usually need some help kind of refining themselves and developing a more niche skill set to help them succeed in their industry. Great coaches will recognize the innate talent of the young professionals and then help them to develop these abilities to help them be successful. So when we look at the big picture, we can see that utilizing mentoring and coaching is truly a fundamental way to grow worker-specific skills and to help their overall development. It lends a much more personal approach where every individual feels really valuable. And remember that young professionals particularly want opportunities to grow their careers. Workplace leaders should adopt these models of mentorship and coaching as a true investment in human capital. When workplace leaders coach and mentor employees, these employees are more engaged and efficient in their work. Both types of leadership are necessary for a worker to have a successful, dare I say, delightful work experience. The external wisdom received from a mentor can help a worker stay on track to develop the skills and behaviors as helped by a coach, which are necessary to be successful in the long run.